Good morning, saints. Good morning, sinners. <laughs> In an Episcopal congregation, the second always gets a louder response. <laughs> Jesus feeds 5,000 or so people from five hush puppies and two pieces of fried catfish. And in an effort to stifle the crowd's effort to make him their king, he withdraws to a mountain by himself. When evening comes, his disciples go on a boat ride across the sea. Dr. Greg Robbins did a masterful job of differentiating between sea and lake last week to Capernaum, during which time a storm is whipped up and, and usually here, if you're reading Matthew or Mark, the storm ceases. But John has the storm inside the disciples cease. Jesus says, it is I, do not be afraid. And then they wanted to take him into the boat. Their terror transforms into tranquility when they appreciate that the presence of Jesus makes a difference in their attitude toward their circumstances. Even more astonishing, though, is Jesus' words to the disciples in the midst of the storm. While the New Revised Standard Version translates it as, it is I, do not be afraid, a rougher more literal translation has Jesus saying, I am, do not be afraid. I am, do not be afraid. One need only think back as far as the burning bush in Exodus. The bush mystics say was aflame every day, but it was on this particular day that Moses finally notices it and hears the voice of the God of Israel say, I am, I am that I am, I will be who I will be, when asked God's name. It is this name that Jesus pronounces when he finds the disciples three or four miles into the storm. A lot can happen in three or four miles, can't it? We are aware that most car accidents occur within five minutes of home, and that we not only prefer to shop for and we not only prefer to shop for groceries within three or four miles of home, but the nearest grocery store being more than a mile away from home in an urban area helps constitute what the U.S. Department of Agriculture refers to as a food desert. A lot can happen or not in three or four miles. Three or four miles into a storm is dis distance enough to forget the euphoria of having just witnessed Jesus turn five barley loaves and two fish into a feast for thousands. What good is a sign like that when our lives are hanging in the balance between smooth sailing and capsizing? What good is yesterday's miracle when I need a miracle today? 
Of what use is a positive memory of thousands being fed when I could very well have unknowingly enjoyed my last meal? I am. Do not be afraid. While we could focus on the words themselves, it is worth contemplating the intonation and familiarity of the person pronouncing them. It is the voice of Jesus, your friend whose McDonald's order you have memorized. He always gets Diet Coke. That was supposed to be funny. (laughs) It is the voice of Jesus, heavy with concern for those like himself who are not confident where the next meal will come from. It is the voice of Jesus who sounds eerily familiar to his mother, Mary. It is in this familiar voice, with this familiar face, in this familiar body, that Jesus says, I am. Do not be afraid. But back to our earlier meditation. In John's account of the storm-tossed sea, Jesus does not calm the storm. He calms his disciples. This not unlike the story in 2 Kings and the earlier story of the feeding of the thousands, is a story about imagination. A man comes from Belshalisha to the prophet Elisha and has 20 barley loaves in tow and is told by Elisha to serve 100 people with it. Serve 100 people with only 20 barley loaves. To which the man says, How are 100 people supposed to get full on this? A similar question is posed by St. Andrew when faced with the prospect of serving 50 times as many people on a fourth as much food. There is a lad here, a youth, a boy, who has five barley loaves and two fish, five hush puppies and two pieces of fried catfish. But what are they among so many? But what are these measly five loaves and two fish among 5,000 people? That's a reasonable question. Elisha imagines the hundred being fed by 20 barley loaves, while the man from Belshalisha doesn't. Jesus imagines the 5,000 being fed before feeding them. He imagines it before it happens by five loaves and two fish, while Andrew does not. The disciples imagine the terror that awaits them on the other side of the storm, while Jesus is more in line with what I've heard my mother say many times. Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. Sometimes, when faced with, with the compounding challenges of life, and we have a list of challenges, I'll just list a few of them to you today. Rising COVID cases among the unvaccinated, and I say this very publicly today, because if you're not vaccinated and you're eligible, and you want someone to go with you, I will go with you, I will register you to get your vaccination. Please get vaccinated if you are not it will save your life. So that's one challenge. 
Another challenge we are facing, that we all face, tense personal relationships or a job situation that is about to fall apart. In those times of profound challenge, it is easiest to perceive things as they are, not as God perceives them. The boy, the prophet Elisha, and Jesus all share in God's imagination of not only what is, but what can be. And that, that is actually a matter not only of imagination, but of hope. Because hope is concerned not with our exterior circumstances, but with the interior you. Hope does not say things will be okay. Instead, hope says, I will be okay. I will be okay. Yes, the storm is startling and the waves are dashing against the boat, but I will be okay because Jesus is right here with me. I am. Do not be afraid. I am. Do not be afraid. I am. Do not be afraid. Amen. Amen.